Yes, I think the music machine could take a question. Okay. Spectacular? Colossal? Yeah, um... A terrific question. Yeah, and I think you're going to like what will come up. So, uh, welcome to my show. I have an interview for you right here with a gentleman known as Burn One with his crew back in the day, low budget, out of Los Angeles, California. He's now residing in Arizona, and his name is Earl. And I'm very delighted to present this interview to you because uh, this was honestly one of my favorites. And a little history on this um and and some insight into what's to come regarding this interview and more things um so we actually did an interview before this one it was well over an hour we talked it was past midnight when we were finished and i was so pleased with it and so excited and i couldn't wait um, but at the time i was doing my interviews via phone using Google Voice and Google Voice was giving me problems because of various issues that having to do with the fact that I have a Mac that I, that I do all my podcast computing on and the fact that there was some sort of shift in the, the way they're phasing out the, the Google Plus program and everything else, which Google Voice is a part of, by the way. So when all was said and done and I did what I normally do when I complete an awesome interview I'd like you know hit the save button I lean back in my chair I like was like yes and then I go and transfer it to audacity and I hit play well it goes like this so tell us a little bit about yourself mm-hmm mm-hmm oh is that right okay well and then where are you from now mm-hmm I only recorded my end of it. I didn't even get his voice at all for the whole hour and 30 minutes or whatever it was that we had this awesome interview. And I was so tore up about it, I almost quit. Like, I almost, like, gave up on all the everything, like this podcast, like the whole, the, uh, the Facebook group. Because, I mean, and not to say that I'm a big quitter, so I was like, you know what? I just wasted an hour and a half, maybe two hours of my life doing this. And it was all for nothing. Fuck this shit. So I didn't even say anything to him about it. Um, a few days go by. Maybe even a week. I can't remember. And finally, it's like the middle of the day and I'm at work. And I'm like, I gotta call this guy. I gotta tell him what happened. Like, just to see where he's at. Where his headspace is. And I call him. And he answers the phone right away. You know, he's, he's like, he's, he seems like a pretty well-balanced dude as far as his moods go so some people might have been pissed to hear that that they wasted their time as well some people would be like you're a fucking idiot and just like not done any more business with me which is what this is you know i'm doing business with them i'm asking them to basically help me out but he was just like oh man no that's cool like like i'll do it again you know if you want me to so i was so like grateful for that uh that he was so forgiving but the second time it was still just as fun so that's what's cool about this guy he's like even though we're on a totally different political spectrum 
full disclosure, I I can honestly say that I really enjoyed both my conversations with him, but I enjoyed the one that I was able to preserve and use as a podcast even more. So that's what I have for you today. The last interview I had was with a young man by the name of Art out of uh, Minnesota. He was 20 years old. And this guy's, his feelings on music are way different than Art, the young man. So, And I agreed with a lot of his uh, takes on, on modern hip-hop, contemporary hip-hop and rap. And there were some things I thought maybe he's a little rigid on, <laughs> you know, like... He really just doesn't like anything new, but we we played a fun little game where I played some newer stuff and some older stuff for him, and had him kind of guess to see what was what, and it, it, it ended up being pretty entertaining. I think you're going to like it. Tied into that, I've uh, put out a couple of mixes on my Mixcloud. I encourage you, if you like 90s hip-hop, if you like 90s R&B, to go check it out. It's mixcloud.com slash Troy the Show, P-R-O-Y-D-A-S-H-O-W. And uh, the 90s R&B one is fucking dope. I mean, for real. If you like 90s R&B, I'm so proud of that one. And with all my mixes, they're mostly live. Like, when I say live, I don't mean like it's a live stream. I mean like, it's, uh, it doesn't have like a lot of editing. I did more of the edits on the um, 90s mix, the volume one. And I have a 90s mix volume 2 that I'm going to do some more edits on. Simply because I really like adding some fun little like sound clips, samples of 90s type shit. Here we go. Here's a fucking interview. I hope you hear it in, in your ear. This is your plural. And I hope you like it and want to hear more. Director's Cut coming soon because I got to make some comments on some of these things we're talking about. Because it just wouldn't be right if I didn't. So that, that'll be forthcoming along with the uh, volume 2 of the 90s hip hop podcast. Volume 1 is out there on Mixcloud and the R&B 90s mix is out there on Mixcloud. Mixcloud.com slash Troy the Show T-R-O-Y-D-A-S-H-O-W and that's my handle for like everything. Everything except Instagram. I know Instagram is big and I do have an Instagram but it's something else so you figure that out. Here we go with a burn one. I'm not like shy, but that's always been that's that's just my thing. I'm that's remember the show uh, Family Ties? Yeah. Well, that's when I was like little Alex Keaton. (laughs) I was little and I had I carried a briefcase around with a little Republican. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's what I am. And then whatever was in whatever was in that briefcase, that's what I was selling. (laughs) Whether whether I went to a yard sale and bought ashtrays for five cents a piece, I'm now signing up for twenty cents a piece. Right. And I'm talking about I was like six years old, seven years old. There's always that one kid too, like comes to school, he like opens up his like like he's got a trench coat on, he's like, Hey, I got gummy worms. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's funny. That that was me. Like I when people ask what's my occupation, I'm literally I'm a hustler. Yeah. I and hustle in, when, in different ways. I don't do like the outside sales, but when people say you think of the word hustler, like drug dealer, and I know drug dealers can oh. only sell drugs. I can sell anything. No, I mean like there's and I, I hate to be racist or whatever, but white people don't get it. <laughs> and from my experience, like having to hustle for stuff, and, and most of the people I know, they like all my black friends that uh, I, I must, I gotta take that back. All my black friends that are female have at least three jobs, if not like six or ten. <laughs> wow. And they do it in a way that where it's like, 
you know, and not really working the system, but it's like they just get a little bit here, a little bit there. So they're always kind of making money no matter what, even if they're sleeping, you know, that's and that's, that's so hustling. Me, like, yeah. I haven't had a, a paycheck in probably 12 years. Mm-hmm. I live off just, I make my, I make my own money. Right. And that's great. I, mean, I don't have, I, a, I don't get a paycheck. I so wish I could do that. <laughs> I mean, I and could. That's my, that's I my gift. I, I can make money. You give me a bag of rice, come back an hour, I'll have a restaurant open. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's where do you have any books you can recommend or anything? Or like, <laughs> you, did write. you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Did you, did you get into any of that? No. You know, no. You know what I'm talking about, right? No. You don't? It's some book. It came out like in the early 2000s. And right around then, I was working for this realtor who's all into it. But it's like Tony Robbins. It's like this guy who talks about how anyone can be rich and the secrets to success and blah, blah, blah. um, I don't know. Some of it's BS. Some of it's good. Just, you know, basic common sense. But there's some secret to it. Or maybe it's a personality type that I don't have. Uh, I guess just being like thinking forward or being resourceful, I guess. I don't know. Here's a quick story that uh, one time I lost my job, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I got my, uh, my last check was only like, I think like $65. Damn. I took that $65 and made a store in my mom's house. Really? Oh, yeah. I took that well, when was this? Some was... Oh, this is years. This is like probably 20 years ago. Okay. Okay. Still $65. I went and, yeah, I had like $65. I went and bought. You know, a couple of 12 packs of soda, candy, host. Next, you know, let all the kids in the neighborhood know. Next, you know, that 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 little candy store took off. That's great. <laughs> to the point where I already had moved to Arizona. My mom was running the store. I pretty much just gave it to her. She was just, she had a whole, like, pantry just full of stuff for that store. And I, I started that with, like, $65. Wow. Next, you know, it's making, like, 400 a week, 500 a week. That's awesome. So did you like apply those skills to when you were, you know, putting out your album with your group? Oh, yeah, that's how I was. I was like, when I first started this group, I, you know, I got the guys together from the neighborhood, uh, treated them to breakfast one Saturday. I'm like, you know what? We mess around. Why don't we do something? I'll pay for the studio time and we'll put something together. And they're like, yeah, so that's what that's what I did. That's, we that's cool. This, I went to, went to disc makers. I think me and my friend each put in like 500 bucks. We started with a thousand. And mm-hmm. bought like a package that disc makers had of cassette singles. Mm-hmm. Next, you know, we're, we're we're at the swap meets. We're handing them out. We're selling them for three dollars a tape. And That's just cool. Kind of took off like that. It's so. It's, and, and this. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm gonna say it was so harder back then. This is like no internet. You know what I mean? Nowadays, That's, anybody can rapper. That's exactly what I was gonna say because Everybody's I know you. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about with like swap meets, flea markets. That's where all the mixtapes used to be. And yeah. Some some parts of Louisiana I've driven through, they they still are. Believe it or not, Louisiana part some parts, it's like taking a step back in time. I mean, even living in Monroe, I feel like we're about 20 years behind. But I mean, we don't even get movies at the same time <laughs> as everybody else. But it's uh, it's interesting, you know. Um, yeah. So- yeah, so I mean, nowadays, anybody with a computer could put a song out. I, I did, that, like I said, that one song I put out called Battle. I made mm-hmm. it like in about an hour, hour and a half, put it together, right. put it on the internet. Now everyone had it. Yeah, that quick. SoundCloud has made so many people oh, yeah. rich and famous. It's ridiculous. I mean, even like, then, like I said, we had to go to disc makers, pay mm-hmm. money, go to a studio. Lots of money. Yeah. 
because the inflation back then was a lot. Do you remember how much a CD player was when they first came out? Oh, it was yeah. nuts. It was like like five hundred dollars, three hundred dollars. It's crazy. I don't I don't understand how my parents like made it because <laughs> I know my mom was working at a bank and she was making good money and then she decided to stop doing that and be a teacher so she could spend more time with us. So she basically quit and went to school full time while my dad I think he worked he worked at a fireplace store selling fireplaces. <laughs> <laughs> and so we we had like no money for a while and I don't even know cuz my they bought electronics like that. They came up with this big ass CD player one day and we're talking about how expensive it was. I don't even know how they did it. Maybe they got it like from the flea market. Yeah, so we had, we had to spend $1,000 to get like a 1,000 cassette singles. Man. And nowadays you could just, you know, burn blank CDs. Like, you know what I mean? You can have as many as you want. You don't even need CDs. CDs aren't even going to be a thing. Yeah. yeah, you could just upload it to your Facebook or your SoundCloud or whatever. And it's boom. So nowadays, like everybody and their mom's a rapper. Yeah. But the thing is, though, you have to be more mentally like instead of hustling with the physical part of it, you have to hustle like marketing. And that and the thing is, is like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a realist. You listen mm-hmm. to any of my songs. I'm not out there talking about things I didn't do. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking, you know what I mean? Talking about stuff I don't have. I'll hear some of these high school, like in this local <laughs> high school and I'll hear some of the kids. I'm like, uh, you don't own that. Mm-hmm. They're talking about 10,000 10, on their wrist. You know what I mean? Cause they hear all these rappers say it. Yeah, that's pretty well, late. Now when they're rapping, they're talking about the how they're iced up and ten thousand on their wrist and what they're driving. I'm like, uh, you don't drive that. Yeah, you like they're that. they're having sex with models and stuff. It's yeah. like, okay, like, here, virgin. Like, you would have never heard any of my songs. If I if I said it, I had it. If I said it, I did it. Right. It was no fantasy, you know, talking about this and that and how much money I had. I'm like, no. See, that was I'm the good. thing. That was the thing when I had this conversation with this this young man. Uh, his name is Art. Uh, he was talking, we were talking about Drake, and he. I was like, well, bringing up the fact, and you may or may not know about this, but it's been outed that Drake doesn't write his own rhymes a lot, you know, or at all. I'm not sure, but he does. He hasn't denied it, which to me, I'm like, how can you be a rapper? Exactly. And just have the people that write your lyrics do it. Like, what are you doing? You know what? what? I, I, I listened to one of your podcasts mm-hmm. and you were talking to a guy and he was talking about that. Yeah. You were that was a uh, Savage that. Five guy, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm thinking like, what? Who has the mentality that, no, no, you don't have to write your lyrics to be, I'm like, in rap music, yes. Well, you don't write that's what this kid was saying. This kid was saying, you well, he's, he's, he said he has a good voice. He puts on a good show. He's a good entertainer. And, uh, you know, we kind of talked about how Tupac was a good entertainer. He, maybe he wasn't the best lyricist ever, but he was. And I was trying to be uh, diplomatic about it. But inside I was like screaming like, no, <laughs> But you know, I, I guess it's it's different. Uh, I think it's but I really I think it's a difference of opinion. I don't think it's all kids think that way for sure. I don't know. I mean, like if you don't write your own, uh, that's that's you, no credibility with me. Exactly. And and I to a certain I, I, extent freestyling even though i can't do any of this i'm still judgmental about it when a rapper can't freestyle like at all or just like they get on one of those shows and they say that they can't mm-hmm. uh you know like uh like sway in the morning or whatever oh yeah i remember and, we talked about this last yeah, time yeah yeah they put a beat in like oh no i can't rap to that beat yeah why are you here or at least try they put on you're supposed yeah. to be able to to rap to be a valentine yeah Oh yeah, she's a beast for a female. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think I I had heard of her before. Uh, oh yeah, she's on she's on that Wild and Out with Nick Cannon. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Is there's no? Is she the white girl that does it? Yeah. Right yeah, yeah. 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 And there's yeah, a. a oh, we talked about Azalea Banks too, didn't we? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like her music though. Like some of it's some of it's good. Like she's talented. She's just one of those people that needs to shut her mouth sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I would say that to her face as if that would ever happen. But uh, have you heard of Grimes? And this is not um, a rapper. This the name, the name sounds familiar. She's a newer, uh, relatively newer artist. She's real young. She's kind of reminds me of Bjork because she's just out there and weird. And, I don't know why that name. The name sounds familiar. Yeah. Well, her and Azalea Banks are like best friends, I guess, or something. And That's and my, my kids are into some of the newer music. I'm just like, oh. Yeah, but Grimes. I mean, did you, did you like Bjork at all? Do you like like stuff that's a little different? Uh, never heard of him. Bjork is a girl, but yeah, <laughs> that's from the nineties. You, you I didn't know that's like a nineties staple, like Beck or something. You know who Beck is, heard, right? I've heard of him, but I've never heard the music. So I'm, I'm pure hip hop. If it was that's hip-hop, all you listen to, R and B. Okay, okay, because like. People are always complaining that I only listen to rap. Not always, but you know, a lot of people have said that. And I do listen to other stuff, but not very much of it. I love, I love like classic rock. Okay. You know, I listen to that, but I mean, but mostly like it's 90s hip hop. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that's like at least half of it for me, but. Just um, like 90%. <laughs> all right. The idea I had was I'm going to play some newer songs. And some older songs for you and see if you could like tell the difference but that proves to be pretty easy <laughs> so i'm just gonna see what you think and you can go ahead and guess if they're old or new because some of them it was kind of iffy but um let's see these are some artists that i like well i'm not gonna give you more any more clues can you hear it did you hear that what the hell was it? <laughs> All right. That was a song. That was music. That was just oh. a little that was just a little sample though. Hold on. <laughs> you sound so sad. Oh man. <laughs> this is okay. No more information. Uh you might actually like this. I'm not sure. lyrics part of it you may not have liked I, I, from, from what i heard that one, it was all right yeah okay that's better than i was expecting okay that's jpeg mafia which is i think the greatest name ever jpeg mafia <laughs> yeah he's he's a right. yeah he's a newer guy the style pretty good yeah he's he's like uh he's the like seemed like there was just too much in it well he makes all his own beats too and that's something else that i respect about him 
his that favorite rap I can never do. Really? Yeah, More my side of it. I make beats and stuff, and I'm just starting out. Well, I'm not really just starting out. I'm just starting to get serious about it. Like to me, that's hard. To me, making the beats is hard. I it's hard, but it's one of those things like, like you like selling, right? Like you feel like you were born to sell. Yeah. Me, when I start working on stuff, and I start. Quick story. When I was like 15 uh, or 14, my parents had Amiga computers in our basement. Do you uh-huh. remember Amiga? Oh yeah. Okay, so there was two, and one was in my mom's area, and one was in my dad's, but I would get on my mom's, and I would connect a tape player to um, uh, headphones, and I would duct tape microphones to each side of the headphones, and plug that in the computer, and use Audacity, actually, this is back in 95, and make loops like that, and spend hours down there making loops, and just, I wish I could find those tapes, it's probably horrible. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, like you were telling me on your last interview, you had what a like a twenty year old. You said. Yeah. Well, here's a difference between like my generation, and any any twenty year old nowadays. Yeah. When they, when they when they remember I told you this last time when you hear the word hip hop to them it's just oh yeah I, I'm into hip hop I like music. Yeah. My generation it's not music it's a whole lifestyle it's a whole you know I started you with breakdancing. Right. No, like I started with the whole breakdance and I did graffiti. I, you know, I rapped, mm-hmm. you know, beatboxed. That's all hip hop. It's a lifestyle. It's not just, I, oh, music. I put on my, I think in my podcast webpage and on my group that it's a religion. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a way of that life. Don't get it, they, people that don't get it, don't get it. And I don't really think it matters how old or how young you are or where you're from or whatever. When you get it, you get it. And that's why these conversations go so well. It's because I, I'm trying to find people, which I have successfully, except for maybe that one guy. But um, To me, it's like it's, it's, it's what I dress. It's, it's how I walk. It's how I talk. How do you think? That's all hip-hop. Around me. the world. Yeah, totally. I can, you, see, I can see the way someone's dressed and know if they're really into hip-hop or they're just posing like, oh, they just want to wear their hat backwards. I wonder, I wonder if anyone can see me and think that because I'm like a 38 year old white mother of, well, mother of four now. Well, it doesn't even matter. You could pretty much tell. If you're into hip hop, you could tell who's who's real and who's just like. Remember when I when I right away when <laughs> when you told me the name of your podcast, mm. right away I knew that was you know, will they reminisce over you? Yeah, I, like, I really right, can't tell. Who, I I guess it varies wildly. You know, people that are into stuff, people that aren't. I I can tell people that are into R and B for for some reason because I've kind of like pegged people because I made this R and B mix for Valentine's Day and there's mm. certain people that I that rent from us at the office place. I was like, hey, check out my R and B mix I did, and they're like, you like R and B? I was like, yeah, and I know you do too. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it wasn't like based on like race or age or anything. I could just tell. I don't know. It's their their swagger or something. Here's... Yeah, just like I live in I live in Arizona now, and I talk to people. If I see someone with the LA hat, I can pretty much tell if they're from Los Angeles or they're just a Dodger fan, just All by right. the way wearing wearing the hat or the way they're walking. Yeah, if, if they're like wearing uh, their tube socks pulled up all high, <laughs> so I'm going to talk to them. And I'll be like, "You from LA or are you just a Dodger fan?" Oh, I'm from LA. Yeah, I thought so. What part? And then well, I'll just start talking to them. Yeah, well, I guess that's why on dating sites they people look for people they have stuff in common with, you know. Yeah. But here's uh here's another JPEG Mafia song, one of my favorites. It's called I Just Killed a Cop, Now I'm Horny. Oh. 
my god This pig wanna take my life 26 no job And now they gon' take away my license I'ma fail you Hope my niggas can bail me Out of this hell that I'm going in Fuck all you bitches, I'm going in My mama told me I'll be down when I'm 25 25 Jokes on you bitch, I'm still alive Sorry, what? <laughs> There's just so much going on with the music. Like, oh, yeah. So much there. Yeah. Toast. Put the gun to the dome of the Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, see, that's something I couldn't listen to. Really? Oh, yeah, because yeah. of the political... No, it's just like, I don't know. There's just so much going on. I don't know. It's just... Yeah. There's a, well, there's a lot going on in some older songs. I don't know. It's, it's, well, I know that... it's weird. Like, it's funny. Like, if you listen to like a Dre beat or, like say, a DJ premiere, do you yeah. realize how simple they are? That's the thing. And, yeah, I do, especially after, like, the, the contrast, like, when I'm... And it's I'm, so good, and it's just the way it, it rides, and it's, like, it's, you know, like you say, you know, it's looped, and it's, like... I will say this, that his beats that he makes, JPEG Mafia, are exceptionally complex. It's, oh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm listening to, like, probably, who knows, it's just, there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. And I could tell just by listening, I'm like, there's hey, lasers, friend. there's this going on. <laughs> Air horns, all kinds of shit. Yeah. All right, here's one. That you might recall. If it had was playing the simply apple juice coming up short, just like a boo. I'm back to a call with nothing he could do. All the cars in the parking lot, low profile. And everywhere you look, you see somebody smiling. Cars with less rolling deep, what boom is sound. It's a good time to cruise around in the parking lot where the brownies were stacking. And all the bottles were looking for some action. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, we kind of had a little beef with them. Oh, bad choice. <laughs> no, I mean, they were all right. I mean, they made good. They, they, There's a difference. There's groups that make music just to sell and real MCs. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that was totally commercial. <laughs> oh, that's stuff just a was throwback. Commercial. That's a throwback right there. Yeah, all their stuff was commercial. Oh, yeah, that's why they made it on the um, MTV and stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? I'm trying to think of something obscure. Light, lighter shade of clowns. <laughs> Loading, buffering. Never monkey shine, walking down a very thin line. All the heat running crazy in the street. Plus the company I keep putting overtime. Lightning round. What's the name of that song? I don't know. Wasn't that exhibit? Yeah, that's the first the major song that he came out with. That like kind of like blew him up. Well, the first one that he blew him up was Paparazzi. Oh, was it? Well, yeah. I guess yeah, I, this came out. Let me see if it has the info on here. I can tell that was exhibit though. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's what you see is what you get. 1998. Okay. Oh yeah, paparazzi was before that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure paparazzi was his first one. Okay. Yeah. You're probably yeah. right. Yeah, 96 was paparazzi. Okay, I just remember that song coming out and that like really oh, made. Oh, paparazzi, it- classic. I know the song, but. I didn't realize it was before that. This only has a million views. I mean, I say only, but it seems like it would be more. Yes. 
You know, he had beef with alcoholics after that. After that song? Well, I know after he like oh, was making Alcohol? music. Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard something about that. What was that about? J-Roll has a, J-Roll, remember I told you my favorite West Coast group is Alcoholics. Mm-hmm. And uh, J-Roll from Alcoholics actually has a diss song called My Ex, uh, The Ex Homie. Oh. Just what? dissing exhibit. It's, pretty, it's a pretty cool song. I don't think I've ever heard that. Yeah, write it down. You can listen to it later. It's called The Ex Homie by J-Roll with Alcoholics. I got it. Well, I don't need to write it down. I have it recorded. <laughs> oh, right. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell me, when was your album released? That that album that uh, we were 97? Okay. Our cassette single came out like in 97. Cool. Do you still have cassettes of that? Somewhere. I know a lot of my family members still do. Yeah. Oh, it, was, it used to be cool back in the day. We'd go and, you know, especially the girls, we'd be signing autographs at the swap meet. Oh, yeah. We'd like, we were like, we called it Ghetto Famous. Did y'all ever have like a a record deal or anything per se? No, well, that's the thing. We just made our own. We didn't need we made it. Our yeah. Label yeah. and had our own studio and just started. Oh, yeah. well, actually, before before even low budget, I was signed back in like '89. Oh, really? Yeah, I was in high school still, so it was like a little record label called OH10 Music. The 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 guy was from Ohio, so that's how he wrote Ohio OH10. I gotcha. And, and it was so, Ohio, and he used to sing with the Ohio players. Oh, okay, cool. Third Coast, uh, that song. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he he was in L.A. and yeah, he 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 had a little record label and he put us in the studio for the first time and that's when like my first I made my first music was like '89, '90, and I was still in high school. Do you you like uh, a lot of like older like Motown soul music and stuff? Oh yeah, that's I grew that's, up on all that. Matter of fact, I'm gonna play this real quick. If it takes 40 more, you're at my wheel to try. Lightning round, who is that? Sounds familiar, I can't picture it. I'll play some more. Fucking great song. No. I don't know what you're doing to me, baby. But it sure is good. That is Otis Redding. You know what? It sounds like, what's his name? I can't think of his name, the blind guy. And, uh, oh, oh, Ray Charles? That's what it kind of sounds like. Yeah, they're, they're, um, they're, they're comparable. Yeah, that, that's who, that's how I was picturing, Ray Charles. <laughs> All, right. All right, here's one. That's uh, from your neck of the woods. Every morning when I wake up, uh, money on my mind, go time to get kicked up. Uh, sunshine coming through my blinds, I'm living, but really though, it's never enough. would you say what what era do you think that comes from that sounds like early 2000s probably 
Let me see. I don't think. I don't think. Well, no, no. I know who that is, but it's. I don't know what. At first, I didn't even think it was West Coast. I thought that was more South sounding. Yeah. Until he said California. I was like, okay, it's California. That's weird. Yeah. Here's some more. My nigga said he wanna fly out to get him some three W's, only for a three day run, bitch. Take the motherfucking pennies off, you ain't no none shit. I be living in the sky every time I ride by them hoes. Ribbon in the sky on the radio, cause Stevie know I control. Let it breathe, I control. California living till I am old. We want to be on to peek on the charts, so the peons can be gone and pee on their hearts. She ain't the coupe, she ain't the neon, cause she on the BS before we can start on. Fuck with a nigga, ride with a nigga. Let them know I'm priority, order me. Hennessy and for my niggas, OG killer. Call it Jason. Yeah, that's almost like a South sound. That's weird. It's Kendrick Lamar. Oh, wow, it's almost, so it's newer. Yeah, it's well, not it's from 2012. Yeah, well, see, 2000. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that's not early 2000. Come on, that, uh, that sounds that's almost sounds like some sound that's almost like an outcast type flow. It sounds good though. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm, that's something I wouldn't listen to, but oh, you wouldn't? That no, song is, my... that song gives me chills. That's a great song, really. You don't think that's a great song? No, Wait. it sounded like some older outcast. Well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> I'm from what? Colorado and I like Outcasts. I mean, it's not, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's something I mean, just like literally, that's something I personally wouldn't listen to. Man, you're a tough crowd. <laughs> let's see, let's do one more Kendrick, because I feel like you would like Kendrick if you listened to him. And what's more. weird is I am a tough critic. I know people that like had record labels and mm-hmm. they would always bring new artists for me to listen to and give my honest opinion on how they sound or whatever. Right, that's kind of what I'm trying to do. <laughs> probably won't you <laughs> listen to some of their interviews or read some of their interviews and see what their influences are and Kendrick Lamar's uh influences are big like big into like older stuff like the Motown stuff but also some weird shit and it kind of sends you off on like a you get into like a rabbit hole looking up some of these other you know artists and stuff that they like yeah. like I he he tipped me off to like some some German rappers that oh, actually wow. pretty good. There's good stuff. And I don't know what they're saying, but it sounds good. Yeah, see, so I started rapping in the 80s, so I only had certain influences, you know what I mean? There was really mm-hmm. not that many. Maybe that's the reason for the like the, this change in the sound. Well, it has to be. I mean, people just mm-hmm. evolve and sounds evolve and stuff, but, you know, get all these different influences coming in. I mean, now that the Internet's around and you get influences from literally anywhere, who knows? Oh, yeah. 
Okay, this is a British rapper, but see if you can figure out what era this is. Back the chaos and the knife, you with the owls and the whizzy. Yes. Real smooth, real ice true. Always in the booth with that, you was in the night. Always selling out a show, you was in the onesie. Ketamine, you stiff and got you clumsy. Swear that bread, I hate the way I move. Real smooth, real ice. You was watching Hollyoaks and I was in the library. Now I'm getting Gwalalos, the man don't want to despise me. Swear that I'm booking wizards, getting price. So price, so price. Yeah, I hear them talking, hear them talking. Love the way they wanna wheel up walking. Love the way they see the way I kill it. See the way I bring the talking. See the outline of the body when I draw it. Everyone adore it. Boys, fuck off with your one-liners, everybody co-signers I don't do no consigning, I got all this men to pay So I don't need no odd fivers I'm the boss brother, you are not Simon You're not vibrant, you're not funny Got no money, rip trackies, you're so bummy I'm so aggy, she's so touchy She's so grabby, I'm so lucky She's so sucky, that yeah, she's so ugly She snaps no- See, I like that Yeah, that's Ocean Wisdom uh, That's. Yeah, uh, I, like, I like that How old do you think that is? Um... Again, I would say early to mid two thousands. Nope, that came out last year. Nope, two thousand. Yeah, that was actually good. Yeah, no, Ocean Wisdom is uh, one of my favorites of of any genre of rappers, but it just happens to be British. And I don't know, his accent sounds good too. It, it all it all goes. Yeah, see, I was I was expecting like I'm not gonna be able to understand this. Yeah, no, you can get it. You can. It's almost, at first, I'm like, you hear a British guy talk, you can't understand him. I could just imagine rapping, but no, that was actually good. You can't understand British people talking. <laughs> well, you know when they talk fast and stuff. It's like, yeah, okay. it's funny. And they have their own they have their own language, different words. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, but I had a I had an ex who could not understand British accents for shit. And anytime we watched a movie with British people or like you know they were whatever, he's like, I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> it's like, you didn't catch any of that? He's like, no. <laughs> uh, but he was a dumbass. So. <laughs> Um, let's see. And you know, we're talking about influence. Yeah. What I like, I I would like to I would like to think I left a legacy in the world. You know what I mean? Like everyone else. So okay. I know a lot of new rappers that grew up in my area. Yeah. And and a lot of them say that I was a big influence on them growing up, and that, I take that like you know that's honor. That's awesome. Yeah, that's like what your the goal is really. Yeah, know? they saw me doing it when they were little, and you know. Like what? Rap- is it any? Well, I I hate to ask it in this way because I'm not from that area, you know. But like anyone that that people would know, like on a national level, oh, or still no, they're still all up and coming. Yeah. You so do you still travel back to LA a lot? I mean, I guess you got family there. Yeah. I was just there in uh, I was there for Christmas. What are you doing in Arizona though? <laughs> I have You what? I have my my brother lived out here. Oh, okay. I think, yeah. And you I, had... came to visit, I came to visit one time, and next, you know, I met my kid's mom and uh-huh. stayed. Well, that's, that's what happens. That's why I'm in Louisiana. <laughs> I met a boy. <laughs> but, you know, then I got pregnant, and I'm here for the duration now. By the way, we could even play a game called Whose State is More Racist? <laughs> Between me and you? <laughs> Ma'am. Because my grandparents, they lived in Phoenix um, before they passed away. And I didn't spend a lot of time down there, but Arizona is pretty racist. Well, it just depends because, well, it's weird. Like, I even have on my podcast, I have a game called The Difference Between L.A. and Arizona. Okay. And I'm listing all just these different ways 
just all these different stuff. And like out here, like mm. white people are not scared of you out here. <laughs> Compared to like, I grew up in Los Angeles and I went to school in the San Fernando Valley. And where if we, if, if we were walking down the street, white ladies would literally like clutch their purse and stand as you yeah. walk by. Weird. But I, I remember my whole family came down one time to visit me. They came like three cars deep. And I'm talking about like, gangster looking cousins and yeah and they said they were at the stations white people like hey how are you guys doing like white people will talk to you out here <laughs> even if you even if you, you could be tattooed face down and they'll say like hey how are you guys doing you guys from out of town because out here everybody has a gun it's legal wow. Wow. So no one's scared they're like well i mean a lot of people have guns in la too <laughs> No, but everyone, like, no, you're not expecting 60, 70 year old ladies. Everyone out here has a gun. I hear you. I hear you. It's legal. You could, you could literally walk around with an AK 47 on your back and the cops won't even. Uh, open leave. carry, huh? Oh, yeah. It's open carry. You have a, Concealed a carry. sword. Yeah. You have a sword. <laughs> yeah. You could walk around with a sword on one hip, an AK 47 on your back. I, I think Louisiana is uh, number one in, in gun ownership. It, no, no, no. Wyoming is. Wyoming. I don't know. Arizona, Texas got to be up there because I hear they are it's, up it's, there for sure. I think it goes. Carry. You don't need a license to conceal carry. You don't. Okay. No. Well, you, you, like I said. Yeah. I mean, you know. Out here. Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know. I know you're conservative, and that probably goes along with your your gun laws. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's down here. They do have concealed carry. Um laws i think you do have to have a permit but i remember one time i was at uh, the sprint store paying my phone bill i had my daughter when she was like pretty young like a toddler and she was kind of wandering around not messing with anything but just like kind of wandering you know real close to me some guy walks in and like practically knocks her over and he's got a pistol like in his pants like in his waistband and pulls it out and is like showing it to this guy in there, just like talking, and he's like pointing it out the window and he's like, "Hey, you shoot it like this." I'm just like, "Jesus Christ," <laughs> you know. But and that's yeah. why like states like Arizona have low crime rates. Mm, but the states like Louisiana don't. I don't know if you can. Not, that's the difference we have because you're not gonna go rob a 70 year old lady because you know what? Odds are she has a gun and she's gonna shoot you. Who's getting too political? <laughs> so, and then you got states like or cities like Chicago with some of the strictest gun laws, put the worst crime rate. Chicago now, okay, you're you're getting political, but I will say this: there's also a big. I think it has a lot to do with uh, wealth disparity. Like if you have a whole bunch of people that are dirt poor, and then just a few people that have lots of money, especially if you like segregate those people historically and just give them the shit under the stick for years and years you know you're going to have more crime because a lot of the crime that, that happens as you know you know growing up in the area you did is out of necessity you know what i mean true it's okay. up to some point yeah i mean i think maybe we're both right i'll just say that <laughs> we could we can put a pin in that and both like, I'm, the, I'm the first one to tell you I don't believe in white privilege. Oh, man. I believe in economic privilege. There's a well, difference. doesn't it have to do with white privilege, though? No. no. Well, to a certain, like, if, yeah. 
Because look at the newer generations. You know how many new... Just look at the all the millionaires now because of, like, basketball, rap. Yeah, those basketball players work for a hand... No, what I'm saying is now there's more wealthy, let's say, minorities than ever. Yes, than so, ever. So their kids don't fall under white privilege. No, but... Who do they now work for? They have- Look at the owners of those basketball teams. Well, it doesn't matter. I, 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 I this is what's that? funny. I consider it modern day slavery sports. Oh my god, except, me too. Except like gladiator to, shit. Except they get to go home. It's like gladiator shit, like back in the Roman days. Because yeah. I've used that it's, comparison. It's, it's what? <laughs> like entertain us. Yeah, yeah. Entertain us. Yes, entertain us, good Negro, and and, <laughs> and get a concussion and retire. And Tell me, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, let's let's put this together. Let's say football, for instance, right? Yeah. What do they do? They have the NFL combine where all the guys go and see who the best runner is. Uh, that's what they used to do with slavery. Uh, you yeah. go and you get to the merchandise before. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You get to check teeth. You know, that's what the NFL combine is now. What do they have? They have the draft uh, next to the auction. I'm going to call you a, a skirting um, moderate conservative. <laughs> But you know what I mean? They have the option. I do. I totally. That's the NFL draft. That's one of the reasons I can't get into sports. It's like, to me, it's it's not quite the same, but it's almost like watching bum fights. You know, <laughs> that was so something funny. something feels deeply wrong. But you can't it, turn your eyes. Huh? But you can't turn your away from bum fights. Well, I can, but <laughs> you know, I understand that there's some like like gut instinct sort of appeal. On, on a base level, this to people that aren't like mature or don't think about it, but it's like so wrong in a lot of ways. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. No intro. Here we go. That's another, that's another one that has that South sound. I guess that must have influenced something because the, he's, he's from Canada. Wow. Yeah. That's Alex Wiley, and that's a newer... Well, yeah, I say... See, this kid I talked to, once again, <laughs> this, this punk kid, he's you know, he was talking about... I said there was a new album that came out, a newer guy, Ski Mask, the Slum God. You probably don't, but anyway, he um, uh, was saying, "Well, when did it come out?" And I was like, "Oh, a couple, like maybe a month ago, a few weeks." He's like, "Oh, that's old." I'm like, "What? <laughs> really?" Like he was saying, "That's like an old school album. Like it's it's old news now. He's not gonna listen to it or whatever, you know." I'm like, "It's, it's a month ago. That's how fast things move these days." Yeah. What do you think of that though? It was all right. 
Yeah. Okay. A lot of, a lot of these things I would talk about, I'd probably have to just listen and like listen to their music, their, their what they're talking about, the lyrics. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's kind of that. That part was kind of hard, hard to understand. He's pretty unique though. Like I I appreciate that almost over everything. I mean, that's not the only thing that I look for. But if you're doing your thing and you're different, you're doing something different, then I I'll listen to you no matter what. I'll give you a shot. You know. Um. You know what I mean? Because so many people just sound the same. Did you ever hear my, my? Did you ever get a chance to hear my song "Battle"? Yeah, I did. I think I actually played it while. Um, I put my daughter on the in the intro. Yeah, she's in the beginning. I remember that. Here we go. Daddy, can you make another song? You've been a long time since you made a song. For you, Princess, anything. Y'all know who it is, it's Burn One, bring in the ruckus Been a while since I've been out, but now I'm back Motherfuckers still the most gifted, prolific lyricist That be spitting, write the illest shit Since Nas, it was written, battle Motherfuckers any place, any time Over 30 years in the game, and I'm still in my prime Ooh. All you mumble mouth motherfuckers really Need to quit, talking all that madness Ain't saying shit, claiming to be Street, bet y'all turn into snitches, fuck you Peel popping face, tatted up, looking bitches Battle me, there's no way you could Win, the way I fuck up competition You lucky I ain't a twin tattoo to slim I've been thinking about trying to defeat me Cause burn one in Swahili Means you don't wanna fuck me lyrically Ooh. I've been serving heat since the 80s Best believe like I got balls for all you I know what's funny though What? What I said Bet y'all turn into snitches And what just happened? Oh right, right That is uh, ironic <laughs> and, and I even say all you rainbow haired bitches Something bet, you, bet y'all turn into snitches that's, Sure enough That's <laughs> you had a premonition. That's yeah. Tough. I know. I know how the new generation is. They're not real. Yeah, and you know what? I'm gonna share this with that in mind, and and tell people to listen to it. And then who knows? Maybe you'll get enough attention. You'll uh, you'll make a new <laughs> album soon. Yeah, I, cool. I, I put that together. That was mostly for fun. I mean, but. Uh, well, you know, if people demand it, you know, if your fans demand it. <laughs> What was that part you said? I, let me hear this again. When I fuck up competition, you lucky I ain't a twin tattoo to slim. I've been thinking about trying to defeat me, cause burn one in Swahili means you don't wanna fuck me lyrically. I've been serving heat since the 80s. Best believe I got both. That that Swahili line, and then you go to Crack Baby. That's that's nice. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just something you wouldn't think to to rhyme you put together like that. That's that's cool. Well, let's see. One more, one more random. What am I thinking of? I had something. Hmm. Have you heard of uh, Odd Future, Tyler the Creator? No. You haven't heard no. Tyler. Ugh, man. Okay. This you probably won't like this. <laughs> <laughs> Now to 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 give this a little background, uh, they are kind of like the jackasses of rap, and they're, okay. they're they're a group that's not together anymore. So it's supposed it's it's supposed to be like funny at the same time as they are. Yeah. Knock knock, who's there? It's me, your girlfriend. Had a really nice meeting with my dick. What? I killed that pussy and grabbed that knife. Now I got real authentic cheetah print shit. Nigga, you're a liar. Nigga, don't believe me. Kiss your lady. And boy, you're gonna get them heebie jeebies. Nigga, my dick stay way as easy. I make it look easy. 5150, I'm off the heezy. You ain't got no fuck. 
fucking Yeezy. Five albums, a hundred songs, and you ain't got no fucking Yeezy. I bet you got some Jaquan. You ain't got no fucking Yeezy. Came in the gang like Speedy Gonzalez. I'm fucking loony. See these girls talking all that shit. What? I'm just trying to see some tits. Let's get it poppin' like MC like around some dykes. I'm out this bitch like Hocus Pocus. And me and Lucas got a couple. That was all right. The only thing I don't like was when they try too hard. You think that was a try hard? Like, sometimes, like, uh, you know, like, Eminem's group D12, right? Yeah. That guy bizarre. Yeah. He gets way just to say the craziest things, like, you know what, set up already. As long as they don't go too far, it's like, I'm going to dig up my grandma and have sex with the corpse. You know what I mean? Like, really? Yeah. Well, see. I mean, they're just when they go over the top to try to be funny, and it's like, that's not funny. Yeah, I don't get that. I I do, I do get that vibe from this group and from with their earlier stuff. And I didn't really like them at first, but Tyler the Creator is like the guy. He's from LA. He was. Yeah, see, I, like, I like comedy as long as they don't go over the top. Just like I said I like to do comedy rap. That's what that I over do. Over the top. What was that over the top? Well, I was gonna have to li- like actually listen to it and hear all the lyrics. But sometimes, some of it, I could tell that he was really going like, "What's the what's the craziest thing I could say?" You know what I mean? Or what's the <laughs> that's kind of like thing you come up with. He 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 does get out there a little bit, but um, it's just hilarious. I mean, okay, you got to see the video for it too. I don't know what else to say because the video he's basically it's like a, a cent- he, he's a centaur, and he at the beginning of his his verse. He bends down, and then you see him, like, hoovering this gigantic pile of cocaine. And for the rest of his verse, he's got cocaine smeared all over his face. <laughs> yeah. It's creative, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's different. It, it may be a little try-hard, but it's different. There's another guy that's like, Tech 9 Tech 9 Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, but you, see, the thing with Tech 9 has delivery. He does, but some of his, was like, again, especially some of his earlier shit, I'm just like, come on, man. Like, really, you know. You listen to stuff like this ring? Oh, that's one of my favorite songs of his. Is what? This ring. Have you heard that one? You keep, like, cutting out right when you're saying that. What is it? Uh, this ring. This ring? Yeah, by Tech 9 That's one of my favorite songs of his. I don't think I've heard that one. It actually has like a story and his delivery. And when yeah. I like Tech Nine, like he'll rap slow and then go into his fast rap and then slow it down again. Yeah. He has yeah. he has delivery. That's the difference. I think he is kind of like a he laid the groundwork for doing weirdo, bizarro out there stuff though. I'll have I'll check that out. And like you said, he did lay the foundation of all this stuff. But yeah. now a lot of new rappers think it's all about just rapping fast. I got to be able to hear what you're saying at the same time. And the like shit Mac, that you're saying has to be somewhat Mac Lethal has is to me is the best fast rapper there is. He is. Here's the thing about Mac Lethal. He's a YouTube rapper. Mm-hmm. He is doing. He's skilled at what he does. He can come. He was up also with, a fast rapper too. He was what? He was a battle rapper. Yeah, and that makes sense. Because that's the more his style is battle rapping. That's what I was going to say. Is, I wasn't going to say that exactly. But it's like he showcases his talent. But it's not like there's any like feeling behind it. Like I wouldn't go buy one of his albums. But I'll listen to him on YouTube. Does that make sense? Yeah, but like, the thing was when he raps fast though, mm-hmm. I can actually hear every single. He enunciates so good. 
right. when you rap fast. Like and you can literally hear every word. That takes skill. Um, and, he, and all other a lot of new rappers over rap fast. I'm like, I have no idea what you said. You might as well be a mumble you, rapper because I don't understand one word. Have you heard the one where he does impressions of all the different rappers? Oh yeah, that's that's great. That's what actually got me listening to him. Was, uh, my fiance. Oh, the one that got yeah. me listening to him was this pancake song. Yeah, that's a good one. I was like, whoa, this guy. And then I started Googling him. I'm like, okay. And then I, I knew he was on the battle rap scene. So I was checking out his battles. I was like, yeah, Magneto got skills. Definitely. Yeah. Is there, um, I don't know a lot of the battle rappers these days. I know like Daylit and uh, that's pretty much it that I can think of right now. Well, I know it's like a, most of the old school ones, Disaster. Yeah. Stuff it, like that. It's a whole different scene, you know? It's kind of like a whole different style of rapping too. And that's pretty much how I started was battle rapping. That's how rap started, period, yeah. <laughs> the difference was when we did it, it was all off the top of the head. Right, and that's kind of like... It, it, everyone writes their lyrics and memorizes them and... Has them on their phone and reads it off yeah, the... Yeah, back when we battled, back in the days, it was just like, I'm going to talk about what you're wearing, mm-hmm. you know, just off the top of the head. Yeah, I think that's the best way to, like... You mentioned Outcast earlier. And this reminds me of that because I watched this documentary on them and they were getting their start like in the late 80s, early 90s. Like the two of them were buddies in high school. They wanted to rap. So they hooked up with this um, producer. I can't remember who it was. Someone famous. But he was like, all right, you want to rap? With the Dungeon family. Yeah, Dungeon family. They lived there. So they moved them out of their house, put them in this place and basically did like drill sergeant shit on them. Like made them get up every morning at five and go run and make them like do their verses while they ran so they wouldn't run out of breath when they were on stage you know and the guy got got their breath control good made them eat right made them work out made them train and did like you know brought in like rappers that were like real seasoned made them battle them so it's almost like they went through rap boot camp you know yeah that's that's actually pretty cool yeah it is cool it was like um you're not a little wayne fan are you no not at all would you say he has skill or talent at all? None. Wow. None. I, I, I think a lot of I've people... I've heard just... one song of his that I'm like, I can't even get through a song. I've not heard one song that's actually like, oh, this guy actually is cool. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Let me find something real quick. I did not like none of that Master P era type music. Yeah, but you see, I didn't either. <laughs> Cash money, like none of that cash money stuff. I didn't either, but there's some like nostalgia kind of makes you like stuff that you wouldn't normally like. And then because you- with me, with the whole thing is like all these guys, I'm like, okay, they live in one of the poorest states in the union. Mm-hmm. People are buying their music, and now they're they're just throwing it back in your face. Look at what I bought now. Look at the cars I have. Look at the money. Look at this That's cash true. money. All that shit was fake. You remember that MTV but- crib? Yeah, but still, it's like, dude, why are you going to throw that in people's faces? Now you got money. And these guys are like the poorest people, but yet you know, they're the ones buying you, buying the music. Well, that kind of goes back to that whole sports thing, if you think about it. But Same like, thing with Jordan. Like, I believe the same thing with Jordans. People are buying all these Jordans, and mm-hmm. Jordan ain't giving nothing back to the community. See, you ain't really a conservative. <laughs> now you're talking like some Bernie Sanders shit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking. <laughs> No, but I hear you. Like, I, all that shit was fake, though, which just makes it even worse because he's like sending this message, like, "Oh, here, look at all this stuff you can do if you just work hard and get your own record label, like me." 
but it's all bullshit, <laughs> you know, just setting people up for failure. I don't know, but listen to this. You might like it. You might not. Probably won't, but maybe with a little less bias, you might. Save your life and running while you stew you. He could die next to you. Uh, I'ma make the nurse ride me like a giant scooter. Let her partner shoot it. We put out the movie, win awards. She got a golden globe head and an Oscar booty. Niggas prostituting. These rappers ain't talking about shit. Not even about pollution. Ain't got a house to live in. Ain't got a pool of swimming. Changing their pockets. No accounts to lose it. And Ross to Houston with the contribution for the monster juices. Monster too slow. Macho Cujo. Macho Mucho. Big bad wolf. Watch the moon glow. Uh. I got a Greek freak, she call me Ante Takumpo, just follow the Kumpo, and I know that you know I'm hotter than soup, she still swallow my soup bowl, I'm out of my loophole, you out of the loop though. Damn, God. take a breath. <laughs> That's garbage. Garbage. That's, garbage. You can't, even, you can't say all that shit wasn't clever, not a little he bit. He reason with reason. I'm a sharpshooter with a sharpshooter. I mean, I mean, like the word... I'm like, oh my gosh. You're cherry picking, because he, he fucking rhymes... Uh, Lollapalooza with some Greek word I've never heard. <laughs> I don't, that was just I don't. Oh, that 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 was garbage to me. Oh man. Well, millions of people disagree with you. But <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's just I, I, that's just my opinion. I I, I don't know. That was that was whack. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. When I can name four thousand other lyrical MCs that just shit on that freestyling. You know what I mean? See, and thing- that was his written. Lil, Lil Wayne can freestyle, and I know you think it's garbage, and it's all garbage, but he started when he was, like, 14 years old, 13 years old, and uh, started recording, you know, started rapping when he was, like, eight, and he was, like, groomed, you know, like they do with, like, these young female celebrities, but, you know, with Birdman, but it, it, it gave him a set of skills, whether you... Are, whether that's your taste or not, he has skills, a skill set, and it's been honed over years and years, you know? I don't. It should have, I mean, sounded, it should have been a lot better. <laughs> well, you know, I thought it was pretty good. I can't, oh, one, I can't, one, I can't do oh, that. Sorry, and I'm just saying, I, can't, I couldn't do that. I mean, it's like, like I, I would pass out. <laughs> so what do you think about R. Kelly <laughs> and all that okay. that's going on? The, the thing with R. Kelly is, like, I just don't like hypocrites, okay? Mm-hmm. Everyone knew he was doing this, what, 10, 15 years ago. Right. And now that these rappers or, like, Nick Cannon or even Lady Gaga used him, made a song, got money. Now they want to, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to pull all the music from, you know, from Lady iTunes. Yeah. But, fuck Lady Gaga. <laughs> you know, now it's Spotify. Here's the thing. Do you know that he was never... Convicted of anything though, but he did the shit. But the thing is, yeah, I agree. The, people knew about it for years. He right, he sings about it in his songs. Oh yeah, but here's the funny part: he was never convicted, right? They right. took all his music off of Spotify. Guess whose music is on Spotify and was convicted of a sexual assault? Mystical. Tupac. True, but he's dead. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but no, he no, was you're right. actually you're convicted well. of a assault right where's the the outcry no he was convicted but it was bullshit and i okay have you seen it was still yeah right you don't get convicted if you're (laughs) you were convicted of a sexual crime went to jail you don't think people go to jail over crimes they didn't commit i mean the the reason why i say that and i'm i'm a tupac fan and i it but they 
I've watched several interviews with the lady that accused him of it back in the day. And I've seen, you know, documentaries about it and I've read about it. If you see this interview, it came out last year, I think, with the lady who at the time was a, a girl, probably, I don't know, 20 or something. Uh, she doesn't even sound sure of herself now. You would think that by now she'd have her story straight. Yeah. It's it's just like, bitch. <laughs> and, and yeah, Tupac. But prob- what I'm like, saying is, how are yeah. you going to do one that, and not, not do the other? You know what I mean? It's like. It's hypocritical. You're going to take off this music for this, but you're going to leave his music because of that. I mean, right. I'm pretty sure Chris Brown's music's still on there. Thank you. That's that's a good point, because Chris Brown has not only not only beat the shit out of Rihanna. He uh, was just charged with rape in France or whatever. Yeah, he's or whatever, been charged out with of the before, before for drugging women, for abusing them, for raping them, like multiple yeah, times. But yet his music's still on Spotify, I'm sure. Right. I think it's more the media kind of influences stuff like that more than people realize. And the media is. Oh, in- yeah. The media, the, um, oh, the media influences everything. But you got to include now when you say the media, you got to include social media in that because that and that's a, 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 a form of media that's created by the people. You see, so like when there's like this hive mindset that, oh, we got to go after R. Kelly. That's what people do. So. Because I'm a firm believer, of course, where there's smoke, there's fire. But yet, not always. Michael Jackson. This is bringing Michael Jackson in that. Yeah, but but he did. So he <laughs> did. But come on. Right. There's there's something weird going on there. There was, there was something there. I mean, hands down, there was something there. All these boys, like, come on, sleeping in the bed with him, and you know, um, people were paid off. Families were paid off. Right. I mean, come on, but yet no one's talking about his music. No. Take Trent talking about, let's pull his music off. And that's what this kind of made me wonder: Are we going to start me tooing like rappers? Like, are we going to start me tooing like Two Live Crew or Too Short? Exactly. Like, I mean, that's oh because all these guys talk about. I mean, Rick Ross talks about giving a slipping a girl Somali so he can have sex with her and not telling her about it. You know? <laughs> Hello. You can't. You can't pick and choose. But that's the core of public opinion is a powerful thing. But that's what I'm saying. But for the fact that all these celebrities are, are now coming out like, oh, if I would have known, I wouldn't have done the song. Yes, you would have because you, now that you made your money. Yeah, they probably are just saying what their P- PR person told them. Yeah, to now you want to uh, prosecute him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Persecute him, I should say. Persecute and prosecute in the court yeah. of public Order in the court. <laughs> That's the, I just don't like the, hypocr- the the hypocrisy of all of it. I agree totally, and you know, and you'll find you'll find too um, that you know David Bowie was accused of um, having sex with a minor when he was like twenty five, thirty, something like that. Mick Jagger, multiple. Oh, there was a lot of them. You you could you could Google a list. I mean, if you were back then and even now, to a lot a certain extent. Uh, if you're a rock star, a rapper that's famous, that's part of the territory. I hate to say it, but sexual misconduct is such a broad term. Like, I mean, I didn't see, I didn't see anybody boycotting the Lakers when Kobe was accused of rape. Nope. And even that was thrown out. But you know, but he, but he did admit to having sex with. Right, but he didn't. You know, he cheated on his wife. But is that a crime? Not in most states. 
because uh, supposedly she was paid off. You know what I mean? So like money talks when all when it comes to all this. Sure does. Oh, I'm drop it's the, his wife. Oh, we're gonna give you so much money all of a sudden. Oh, I'm gonna drop the charges. But you know what? That was a, a case of him wanting to preserve his marriage. Talking about yeah. COVID, you know, kind of like with Bill Clinton. Mike Tyson did three years for rape. Yeah. Did he admit that? Did he ever admit that? Uh, I don't know. He, he he served three years in prison for it. He was pretty quiet on it, so that leads me to believe he probably did it. Or did something along those lines. Uh, but look how much famous he got after he came out. The Hangover movies and oh, yeah. all this stuff. He's, yeah. always, he's still in the spotlight. So, I mean, it's like, really? He got his face tattooed and all that, yeah. Yeah, after he got out. So, it's like, but now oh, every everyone's okay with Mike Tyson now. It's weird how that works. Absolutely. I think it it's really just whatever the flavor of the month is. I mean, it's it's like a wave. Like once that wave well, starts. Okay, in, I know I know you don't want to really get political, but this is what <laughs> I put before. I'm like Democrats sit around and wait for to wait for them. Wait, they wait for the media to tell them what to get mad at next. Well, is that Basically. fair? Because don't you think that applies across the board? Don't you think that the conservatives, based on like what they see on Fox News or whatever, kind of ride the wave with whatever is going on with that? All we do is pretty much defend because like now we're mad at statues this week. Okay, we're gonna take down all the statues. Okay, what's no, next? Okay, we're. No, it's not all. It's not always like that. I think it's like I I get what you're saying, but I think it's like. It depends on what the issue is. I know? take this. What's his name? Smolin? I don't even know who he is. I don't, I've never seen him. Yeah, I've been. See, I watch the news at work all day. But yeah. So uh, what I do is like, let's start with the the guy, the kids from Kentucky, okay? Because you remember we talked about social media. What kids from Kentucky? What's this about? Remember the, with the, the MAGA hats and the Indian. Oh yeah, yeah. That that kind of blew up and it was crazy. So what I'm saying is, this is how I am, and I'm quite. Everyone knows I'm so political on my Facebook. But what I do is I wait. I like to wait. I don't just – I don't watch a 10-second clip, and right. I don't respond. I'm going to wait a few days. I'm going to see – you know what I mean? I'm gonna, it's, everything's going to blow over, and the truth will come out, and sure enough, it did. Uh-huh. And that's how J.C. Smollett. Yeah, you can – like, yeah, go ahead. I knew something was fishy right away. I did too. I did too. And I don't like to let a certain instance or person define a whole group of people or what they believe. But I will say that I listen to other podcasts. I was listening to Gary Owen. You know Gary Owen, the white comedian. Yeah, yeah, like, I do, I do. Oh my God, he must have went on for 20, 30 minutes just on the how Trump this and that about Jesse Smollett and the guys and how bad that was. I'm thinking like, oh, you're gonna feel so dumb when the truth comes out. What was he saying? It was Trump's fault. Well, you know about the whole because the guy said this is MAGA country when they hung him or put the rope around yeah, his neck. That, that that sounded fishy as hell to me. And at the same on the same note. There was around the time, right after the election, there was a black guy that came out and said that he was harassed at a Denny's or a Waffle House for wearing a MAGA hat. But the whole story with that sounded fishy, you know. So that was the other end of the spectrum. Someone saying, oh, I went to a restaurant and people were harassing me because of my MAGA hat. And I was looking at the dude and it said his name was something and he was 26 years old. And the picture of the guy, he looked damn near 40. And I'm like, this doesn't add up, (laughs) you know. So this is so I'm listening to Gary Owen. I'm thinking, like, oh my gosh, I, I cannot just see something and then all of a sudden I'm gonna give my opinion. I'm I wait. I let it. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. After a few days, of course, the truth comes out, and I'm thinking like, oh, I I knew I was like I knew this was there was something fishy about this whole thing. Right. Well, Marina. And I see I see conservative people that I'm friends with on Facebook and and whatnot posting things that are like memes or whatever or videos, and they'll be like you know all behind it 100 percent and all i'll have to do is a simple google search and just you know show them where they're wrong and they get all pissed off but that can happen with anyone that's you know conservative democrat i don't try to paint somebody based on what their you know affiliated political parties say oh, I, have, I have family members that have blocked me already well, and and so yeah, and I I understand that, and I've been blocked by people, millions of people probably. <laughs> but what I say on my page is, you know what? I agree. I I believe everyone has their opinion. Yeah, they do. And I'm I I actually ask people like, if you don't agree with me, say something. You know what I mean? That's what this is. It's an open forum on my page. I, I will not block. I will not persecute someone for their belief. I even if we agree to disagree, you know, <laughs> it's like everyone is entitled to their opinion. But a lot of my family members, like hardcore Democrats, that if I said something, oh, my God, they would go off the wall, like, just because I don't agree with them. And yeah. you know I'm blocked. I'm, I'm, I'm all for a good debate, and I like debating and arguing, if, as long as it's civil. And even when, oh, it's yeah. not, even when it's not, because I've actually had several people add me just to, like, try to, like, you know, troll me or make me feel bad or whatever. Because of the stuff I post. And it's funny because I just sit back and laugh at them. Or I'll just like correct their spelling or something. And they get all pissed off. And then they block me. I'm like, you added me, fool. <laughs> but, you know. Oh, see, but once someone corrects my spelling, I take it as a victory. I won. Oh, really? Well, I yeah, thought it was. Because it says, <laughs> when you're losing an argument, always correct their spelling. I just think it's funny because it pisses people off. <laughs> no, that's, that's the thing. Because I'm, I'm a professional troll. That's why I said I'm an internet troll. I, I go on the, I mean, so I'm, a, I'm all over. Add you on Facebook and man, <laughs> I'm all over the internet just talking. I mean, I post everything I do. It's funny, but that's how we take it. Like we know we've won when all they could do is correct our grammar. Well, <laughs> I'll correct their their grammar and then I'll also point out where they're wrong. But <laughs> I've had I've had good ongoing like week long debates with people that were conservative on my Facebook and. uh you know, at the end of it all, we were basically just like, well, you were right about this, but you're wrong about this. And it's kind of like a virtual handshake and we're on our way. So, you know. All right. One more song for the road. Never been a bitch. Never had a rolly on a wrist. Never had shit. I'm going to take. Never asking. Give me this. Give me that shit. Give me everything. Let's go. You don't, and if you think you're finna come up this, you won't. All right, we that. That's something I couldn't listen. Something you couldn't listen to? No. What? I'm not feeling that. Man, that was Jid. Who was that? Jid. It's J I D. Jid. Never, never. Where's he from? Yeah, yeah. I think he's from L A. I think. 
<laughs> it's really bumming me out right now. <laughs> I was like, that was kind of way out there. Yeah, but it's good. That beat was good. The rap was good. I mean, what more do you want? 90s. You just want 90 shit. That's all. Because <laughs> you know, some of that other stuff, like that that uh, British guy, I thought was good. Yeah. Well, I'll send you some links to that. Yeah. You probably like JPEG Mafia too more if you listen to it. But I used to do this thing when I was like high school, college. I'd find people that didn't like rap, didn't like hip hop. And I'd be like, you know what? I could bet I could turn you into a hip hop fan in like a week. And they'd be like, no, no, I don't, I don't listen to that rap crap. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, watch. And I'd like make them mixtapes and force them to listen to them. Sometimes I'd like <laughs> sit there with them, like to make sure they listen. <laughs> yeah, that's how annoying I am. And it works like most of the time. And you, you know something else too is that babies love hip hop. Really? Well, probably because of beat. Yeah, but babies love Biggie. Every baby that I've ever played Biggie for just like loves it. <laughs> so the big papa song from the movie memory? No, I don't no, I don't play the commercial shit. I, I play like the underground stuff. <laughs> like uh what are your top who are your top five? All time, All time. Rock Cam is always number one on mine. That's what right. that Rock Cam. Like I said, I named my son Rock Cam. That's mm-hmm. how much influence he's had on me. Uh, number two to me is um, Karis One. Good choice. And three is Nas. Good choice. Now four, all t- this is, I mean, now it can like kind of switch depending on my mood, but I'd probably go Redman. Mm-hmm. And then probably right now I think I'm feeling Sean P a lot. Sean Price. Yeah. Good from, choice. Uh, Out to Scouts. But then that could also go like, I love Tretch, you know, honorable mention. Yeah. From He's kind of uh, underrated, I think. Oh, yeah. So he is so underrated. Yeah. I think he made a lot of commercial stuff. He did, did lot, uh, briefly, I think. Like OPP. Well, they did a lot. A lot of their... They, oh, well, that not even by nature, but I've met Tretch, like, individually. But, yeah, that OPP was definitely commercial, for sure. But They made so much commercial stuff that people probably didn't really listen to the whole tapes or whatever. Yeah. They just bought the singles of the hits. Or or it introduced a lot of new people to stuff, and then they actually listened to the less commercial stuff, you know? So what are your five? Oh, it's hard to say, because, like, you know, everyone's obvious answers are always obvious. I mean, Biggie, Tupac, Nas. I really, I got to put them on there. And I think last time we talked about Jay-Z, and, I, you know, I think you may recall I'm not a huge Jay-Z fan either okay good okay now, oh, remember i i don't know if you remember i'm not a i'm not a tupac or biggie fan that's right uh i'm gonna say okay here's some some uh random ones that people might not expect and i'm not even gonna say top five i'm just gonna say top rappers because it's too many um um uh feral Monch, I, like feral Monch. I, like, I like his style i like his style he's a beast oh my god oh, yeah he has his own he has his own style yeah um uh, Kendrick Lamar, honestly, and and yes, you should check him out. Um, <laughs> uh, it's weird because different times I'm feeling different things too. Um, who? It's like really hard to narrow it down. Um, Rhapsody, who's a female rapper, is up there. Have you heard of her? No, I haven't. 
She's um like legit one of the most um genuine hip hop artists, let alone female artists. That, that put over um uh, uh what's your name? Um the Fuji's um Oh well see Lauren Hill I wouldn't I don't Lauren Hill made good music and she's talented, but I would not make her any my top five. No, no. I would put Rhapsody over Lauren Hill. Rhapsody, you should check her out. I noticed I, we didn't have no Wu Tang. I know I'm a Wu Tang fan. You're a Wu Tang fan. With the whole Wu Tang, but I can't put all of them in there. You know what I mean? I you think got her. <laughs> old, honestly, Old Dirty Bastard is in my top ten, if not my top five. And I know he's not everybody's favorite. Well, like, yeah, I mean, I like I said, but we I, like you. You have Feral Munch. I like guys that had their own style and right. were still. He still had good lyrics, good beats. ODB was a beast. Yeah, and, and it was definitely different. But he, despite like the whole like kind of clown persona, like he was um, super talented and on top of it. Oh, yeah. Here's a little. This is my favorite Pheromon verse. Spit it out, spit it out. Go ahead, spit it out. That itty bitty style you upchuck. Better believe I butt fuck MCs from the rear. It'll be your suck up. It's my term, analogy that strike up my and rips to speak apart. You know the mini styles I choose will prove screws from the start. I flow awkwardly, awkwardly. I flow rest to the rhythm. It's a gems are made into the brain, and then I begin to give them a lobotomy. Follow me, I'm shaping your brain like pottery. All over the track, give me the PH, give me the AR, give me the OA, give me the HE, Pharaoh. Crazy poisons and barrels are hitting you from all directions. You cannot dodge, I managed to dislodge them from the point in which they are connecting. I am simply selecting a new, 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 new style. I pop, 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 piles of MCs who try to get pop, 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 wow. Fuck that. When I'm in a renovator, state of mind, I'm innovative. Never been afraid of rocking a microphone, I'm prone to be eliminating. Like, who can do that? Oh yeah, for like who could like who would want to go after him? I don't even play the rest of the song. <laughs> it's like, you know, no, no, Did, no. Are you shame, a cannabis fan? Yeah, I cannabis is kind of like a sad story to me. You know what I mean? It's like, like he, has, he could have been better, or right, kind of like um, what's that kid that does? Uh... I mean, because lyrically, cannabis is untouchable. Yeah, but somehow he like fell off. And and it's like my favorite song by him is like oh my god Beast from the East. Yeah, yeah. It's man him, the uh, Lost Boys. Oh my god, he has some of the sickest lyrics. They're he like, goes, I'll cut started. you, I'll cut you from ear to ear, and if you survive, you could cover your scar with a beard. You know <laughs> I mean? he, just, he just has some of the sickest lyrics. Yeah, cannabis is a beast for sure. I really, it's hard for me to pick though. I mean. I mean, I know he blamed Wyclef for ruining his career, but I like that album that Wyclef did. He's like the male version of Azealia Banks. Azealia Banks. It's like, you just need to shut up. You know? Just shut up and be great. <laughs> yeah, because Cannabis lyrically was just untouchable, but he just never, you know, got to the the, the top where he should have been. Burn One, uh, you could look at my YouTube channel. It's under Earl Andrade. Um... I have some of my old uh, videos and songs from my group Low Budget back in the 90s out of L.A. Uh, I have my new song, Battle. It pretty much talks about all the new mumble rappers and stuff like that. And how they suck. That's basically it. Yeah, <laughs> basically. All right. So you're pretty much just on YouTube as far yeah, as you're... right now. Oh, oh, my, oh, my podcast. You can, you can find it on Facebook yeah. under The Big Burn Show. Big Burn Show? The Big Burn Show. It's on Facebook. 
Okay. Definitely, we'll post the link to that as well when I get this done. All right, sounds good. Well, it was a pleasure. And uh, all right, thank I'll you. Let you know how it turns Thanks out. Thanks for having me. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye.